Did you know that if you're an independent home improvement retailer, you are already a member of the North American Retail Hardware Association? The NRHA has been in existence since 1900 and serves its members in a variety of ways. From Hardware Retailing Magazine and our two podcast series to exclusive research and events, the association is here to help you become a better, more profitable business owner. To learn about what NRHA is doing for you, visit nrha.org. Welcome to another episode of Hardware Retailing's podcast, Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. In today's episode, I'm going to sit down and talk with Renee Zaman of Mazo Hardware and Rental in Mazo Manny, Wisconsin. First off, this is my first interview with another Renee, so hopefully yeah. we don't confuse our listeners with all these Renees in, in the conversation. Um, but Renee's been running her hardware store since she took ownership in 2009, and with her close-knit team, she serves her community with a smile and her on her face and laughs through quirky videos they share on the store's Facebook page. Um, thanks so much for joining us on the show today, Renee, and if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and just telling us a little bit about the company, that'd be awesome. You bet. Um, thanks, Renee, for having me. Um, I have owned the store for about 10 and a half years with my husband, uh, but he's sort of been an absentee owner because we needed to make enough money to pay for kids in college and all that. So um, I started out uh, as a preschool teacher. I spent 30 years teaching preschoolers and doing keynote presentations around the Midwest and my husband wanted to invest in a company and in Maisel Hardware came to the top of the list of things to invest in. And I had switched out of a position I was in. And so I took over more than full time and turned it into a really awesome, successful small business. That's great. So preschool to to the to investing in a hardware business. What what was it about the hardware industry you think led to this? And and how would you say kind of your past your 30 years, you know, as an educator, how, how has that kind of transferred over into what you've been doing now? That's very funny. I've thought about this a lot. And I think many, many of the things that I did as a preschool teacher, uh, directly relate to my success in this business. Um, a, I have a good sense of humor. I can <laughs> sing to beat the band. Um, and we, I use my skills of problem solving with the people who come in. I'm a good listener. I'm very good at discovering what thingamajig the guy needs to fix his whatchamacallit. Mm -hmm. And I'm very creative in solutions that I come up with because I don't ever look at something as only a plumbing part or only an electrical part. I love that. And I think too, it's kind of, um, I think some of your personality shine through just when I was, I found you guys from an article online and just after going down the rabbit hole, I can just see like the fun environment the store has. So I'm sure having some of that background in, you know, working with kids and, and keeping the kid in all of us, you know, alive is probably part of what, what the store is all about too. It seems like from an outsider's perspective. 
Good. I'm glad that you saw that, Renee, when you were looking uh, at our crazy videos. Um, <laughs> because truly, if we can get somebody to leave with a smile on their face, uh, that means a lot to us. And we also, I mean, I'm a very caring um, individual. And I didn't know if I would be able to transition from helping raise children to uh, being a retailer. Uh, but the passion that I derive from my business is that I get to help people every day. And that that just fills my heart with pride that I'm able to come in when there's floods, for example. Uh, about two years ago, Mazomini was devastated by floods and I rented a 26 foot U-Haul truck and I drove up to South Dakota and filled it up with the necessary things and brought it back. And I was out uh, cleaning up garbage with people. And for many, many weeks after we were helping, you know, with drywall and everything, uh, I was giving hugs to people who were, you know, in tears again, because they found out there was no money available or they weren't going to be able to rebuild their house. And I really get to be myself and get to be a caring individual and I get to do it through hardware. That's so cool. So what is your community like in Mazumani, Wisconsin? Is it close to, um, to like the Chicago area and Milwaukee or is it further North? Like where exactly are you guys and what's kind of the, what's the community like and, um, and all that? South Central Wisconsin um, is where we're located. We're uh, about 20 miles directly east of Madison, which is the capital of the state. Mm -hmm. So we're just far enough out that we have a great small group of local communities that see us as their first stop. So uh, Arena, Black Earth, Mount Horeb, they're all within maybe 10 minutes of my store. And mm -hmm. they come to us first because we have a lot of things packed into a very small space. So, yeah. So what, um, what is, what's kind of the store like, like when, when someone comes to your store, what's the size of it? Um, what, what can they kind of expect to see in the business and maybe talk about some of your like top categories and stuff. So, uh, the store is 6,500 square feet. Uh, but definitely not enough space to do what we want. Uh, often, you know, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag is what we <laughs> often hear. Sorry about that. Um, Okay. Uh, so we have a huge garden center that we set up every year. It's, it's huge. It's really huge. Um, this season has been incredible uh, because everybody wants to be a farmer. Uh, yeah. So we, our top categories would be the garden center and then paint and then plumbing and electrical. So we're really a traditional hardware store. You don't find a lot of knickknacks don't, yeah, don't find yeah. a lot of knickknacks and that kind of thing. We really, it's, it's hardware. And many, many times a day we hear, oh, you're not going to have this, are you? And lo and behold, we do have exactly what they're looking for. So, yeah, that's so cool. So um, was when you guys took over the business in 2009, um, was it, was it already like, 
it, it wasn't a ground up build. Was it a store that someone was wanting to transition out of? And, and uh, what was kind of like, what do you think you learned from when you first entered the building to your knowledge now in the hardware industry? Would you say it's like night and day? <laughs> exactly, Renee, exactly that. Uh, I mean, I came in, I had done some, lots of painting and uh, kind of home remodel things, uh, done a little bit of yard work and stuff. But um, I've been drinking from a fire hose for 10 and a half years. Uh, I work very hard to learn from the experts. So I don't have much time in my day besides going to the store and being at home. And I engage in conversations with the professionals that shop with me. I talk to salespeople at buying shows and ask them about their products and what's better and why would you use this over that. And I'm constantly building the base of knowledge so that even though I'm a woman, right, Renee, just like mm -hmm. you, um, yep. even though I'm a woman, I actually know the most about plumbing at the store. And I, I really have a good, strong, solid base of knowledge to help I would say 80% of the people that come in the store. Yeah. I, I think that's interesting too, because it's one of those things and I've interviewed um, women and men on the podcast, but it, you know, it, it's unfortunate that we're still as women having to deal with questions. You know, a lot of retailers I talk to that are female um, say, you know, people doubt me or don't think I'm going to know something. And, and I go, hold on, let me show you myself and take them to it. And, you know, I think, it's, I think it's important to represent all retailers. Um, so have, is that something that was interesting for you to experience, like coming into a kind of, it's been a male dominated industry for a long time. Um, it, it, it's the one piece I think that makes me the saddest that um, even though I, I own the place and I'm there, you know, 24 seven, it feels like uh, that when new people come in, they still just see a woman. And yeah. I hope that I know, no, I know that after people engage with me, they know that I care. They know yeah. that I'm going to be giving them good advice. And so many times uh, after I help somebody find something or solve a problem, they'll come back and go, you know, you just gave me the perfect advice. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. I, you know, I had a, an older gentleman the other day who wanted some plumbing parts and he had absolutely no idea what a compression fitting was or pipe threads and I'm trying to help him find the right piece. And he was absolutely sure that I had no idea what I was talking about. And lo and behold, he took the pieces home and he didn't come back for another visit. So I got him exactly what he needed. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I think it's one of those things too, where um, the more times people see, you know, female leaders in the hardware industry, the, or they go to their local hardware store, then it, it hopefully over time will continue to become just the norm, you know, just another person helping me. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's awesome though, that you're able to change those minds and I, I need to learn more. I mean, I've been working for the association for seven years now and I, I still am like, ah, I don't know if I can do this. And 
sometimes it's just experimenting, but I think it'll really, it'll really happen for me once I'm out of apartment living and have a house. I don't really want to poke too many holes or paint too many things in an apartment, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, so I love on your website, um, you, your title is the owner and hardware queen. And for those that are listening, um, Renee is wearing a crown today, which is fitting for the title of queen. So I love that. Would you maybe like, do you think of yourself as the hardware queen once you took over the business and is it just kind of a fun way to look at what your role is? And I don't know, like maybe tell us a little bit about that and kind of the quirky side of, of what you bring to the table at the business. Well, quirky, uh, that would definitely uh, fit me. Um, the hardware queen idea came up, I, I don't know, somehow we were just joking around because we're always laughing it up at the store. Um, people say, oh, I want to work for you because you guys have so much fun. And it's like, that's exactly what I want you to think. Um, so somehow we came up with the fact that I was the hardware queen and then we had baskets that were made that said hardware queen. And, um, I actually did wine stomping out in Sonoma County. And so I had the, my friend and I wore the cheese crowns. Uh, so that's why I have the cheese crown. Um, but we just, we just giggle and, uh, love that spirit of, of fun uh, at our store. So that's how I became the hardware queen and um, I'm the one who has the final say on everything. So rightly I, I, I am the queen. I love that. And I, do, I don't know how I didn't realize that your crown was a cheese crown. That makes it even better because you are in Wisconsin. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, saving up when I become a millionaire from being in the business so that I can have an actual tiara uh, with diamonds <laughs> and everything. Right now it's just a foam cheese crown. <laughs> no, I love that though. That's so fun. Um, so your team is very active on social media and I loved like when I stumbled upon your page and I just started seeing all of these different fun videos that you do. And it's not just you, it's not just, just about you. It's like your employees and everyone's kind of in there. And, and how do you, how did this kind of come about? And um, did it just kind of start? And then everyone started having fun with it. Maybe tell our listeners just a little bit about your social media strategy, or if it's just a fun way to connect, connect with your community and kind of what you think about how social media can, can be a part of any retailer's business. Uh, I'm, I'm a nut, you know, I, I love to play. Um, I guess I read a book a long time ago, uh, and it talked about the importance of play in the work environment and coming from preschool where that's how we learn is by playing. Um, I keep that motto in the forefront of my mind and our goofy ads actually started with co-op dollars. And I found out, wow, you're gonna get, you're gonna pay for my ad in the newspaper, um, but I couldn't just do a plain old ad. So we did all kinds of hilarious, or at least I thought they were funny, um, photos in the newspaper, and people started seeing those. And then Facebook became more prominent, and. We started just using photos and then we discovered that we could do videos and 
every day people are coming in and they're like, oh, I thought of this great idea for a video. And uh, I, en I encourage people to actively be a part of it. Um, we'll take 30 seconds when there isn't a customer. It's like, okay, everybody outside right now, we've got to do a video. <laughs> And uh, we've gotten everybody in the back room dancing. Uh, we have a young man who works for us that has Down syndrome. And, you know, we've, we've gotten him involved in our videos. And sometimes customers walk in and it's like, oh, oh, you're doing a video. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You're welcome. You're welcome. Just come on in. And it doesn't matter, you know, because <laughs> all of our videos are one take. So... Uh, we think of the idea, we get everybody that's involved in their roles, and it's like, okay, go, and we just do yeah. our crazy things. So um, I've heard from many people, my husband actually does marketing in his job, and he kind of rolls his eyes at me, but I, I believe that our video strategy builds great teamwork. Um, we're laughing throughout the day and thinking of ways that we can have fun together because I, I am all about fun, Renee. That's all I can say. I love that, Renee. So what, uh, what are some ways that um, your employees have, like, are, is your team, can you tell us just a little bit about your team of employees? And it seems like it's like a family environment at the store and everyone kind of has their role and has their place. What has that been like for you? And, and um, I think when someone feels like they're part of a team, you know, they're, they're hopefully and are a little bit loyal to their employer and want to stay and, and continue to be part of it. So maybe if you could talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm glad that you were able to pick up the fact that we're a family. I sit here, I look across the table, and I'm going to get choked up when I see my, my manager, Yvette. Um, she just, uh, she helps me make it through every day, and we laugh together, and we cry together, and drink together, and she's seen me <clears throat> have maybe too much to drink, and so <laughs> I just tell her to keep those stories quiet. Um, I actually have an assistant manager who is also a woman, and she's the Energizer Bunny. Uh, we have Andy, the bearded wonder, and he has a lot of great knowledge on electricity and small engines. Uh, we've got Joe, who is like a dad to all of us, and he's got the best laugh ever. Um, he was angry that he couldn't like be here in the background uh, on this because we've been on TV together, and he thought that we were a team. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, he teased me and slugged me in the arm on the way out. Um, so we do have uh, Pam, who everybody thinks is me. So if you go back farther in the videos, you'll see, is it Pam or is it Renee? And I actually had t-shirts made, I'm not Pam. And her says, I'm not Renee. And then we list uh, characteristics about ourselves on the back of our t-shirts because just before I came over here, somebody asked me, um, how my goats were doing. It's like, no, that's Pam, actually. And she's like, yeah, I guess I was just out in the garden center talking to her. <laughs> so, um, but uh, we have, we've been through a lot together uh, because I do put my whole heart and soul into my business. And uh, we've gone through some transitions with wholesalers uh, recently. And one of my employees said, 
we love Renee and we would do anything to support her. And that support that I get from, from my people, from my family at the store uh, is what makes me be able to get up every day and put in another 12 hour day to make it go and, and to keep reaching out and helping people and making a difference. Cause that's, what's important to me. So. Oh, for sure. So I don't want to dwell on it too much, but I mean, I haven't been able to have an interview in the past few months without mentioning it at all. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, COVID-19 and how your team has, has been able to kind of face this, you know, pandemic in your community? Um, maybe tell us a little bit about that. And that's actually how I found out about you guys was because um, I subscribed to Google alerts and I think I'd seen a Google alert that um, uh, about uh, there was a local news story about how you guys had put together in April. I think it was um, mm -hmm. ply ply plexiglass. Uh, we call them sneeze shields yes. um, for uh, voting. So maybe tell us a little bit about I, that. Sounds like that's one of the great examples of something you guys have done through all this, but maybe tell us about, just the experience in general and what it's been like to be a business owner during these strange times. It's been the most intense nine or 10 weeks of my life. And I live a very intense life. Yeah. Um, we have stayed open every day at one point, if you can imagine, and as my late brother-in-law would say, you can't imagine. <laughs> um, so we had 10 of our 16 employees not at work. Wow. And we were entering the most busy time of the year, our Christmas, as it were, you know, the garden season time. Yeah. And we had to figure out, A, how to staff. And that caused an incredible amount of duress because the hardware queen gets that title because she can do everything for everybody. I can... I can drive the truck with the trailer and deliver mulch. I load all of our bulk mulch and soil with the skid steer. I unload all the trucks in my pink forklift. Um, I can do everything at the store. Um, and that's what I believe a good leader needs to do is be able to do everything. So we have had to work with people that didn't know what was going on as employees. Um, but most of my main, most of my core people are now back. So I am breathing much, much easier, sleeping much better. Yes, exactly. Uh, and we, we've done sneeze shields for voting places. We've made sneeze shields for local businesses. Um, there was a doctor's office and we developed a, a face shield out, out of things at the hardware store. And I purchased vinyl sheeting um 1.5 millimeter clear vinyl sheeting and we actually came up with face masks and a local dermatology clinic bought a bunch of those and so we just use our creativity and problem solving and we just get stuff done we get a ton of stuff done so we've had to deal during covid you know with with all the emotions some days people are really grumpy when they come in and I've had customers yell at me because I got within six feet of them and we're all kind of learning that dance together. And 
Um, so it's been a very incredible experience. Yeah, it's interesting because um, so if anyone's listening to this, we're recording on May 26th. Um, and I I mean, Memorial Day weekend just happened and it's just been a um, it's weird because I almost feel like people are starting to flip the switch and OK, we're back to normal. But there's still that sense of like, I don't really know what's happening. And I don't know if you guys are feeling that way, too. Or how is your community um, kind of been facing it now and what are you guys planning on doing moving forward? It's awesome. It sounds like you had a lot of people that weren't able or didn't feel comfortable working and now are they coming back and, um, pre- yep, but and are exactly. there certain things you have to do instead just to kind of stay cautious a little bit for a while? Right. So we get tons of phone calls. I can't tell you how many times I've been on the phone with somebody who wants to get into backyard chickens and I have, <laughs> described chickens ad nauseum. Um, in the beginning, when people were making phone calls to the store, it was you could tell that they hadn't talked to anybody. And here you've got people lined up at the register and you're trying to make room for everybody behind the register while you're talking on the phone. And then, well, how much is this? And um, so we sort of giggled that you could tell people hadn't had human contact for a while. Um, but people are starting to come out and we do curbside pickup and, um, we haven't required face masks, but I, I bet you 80% of the people that come in now have face masks on and you can see maybe mine is hanging around my neck. I, uh, pull it up when, uh, when I can tell that somebody would feel more comfortable if I had it over my face. Um, but I don't, I think there's only been maybe one case of COVID in our small village of 1600 people. So, um, you know, it's, we feel, we feel okay. And we're doing what we can with tons of cleaning and sanitizing and, um, hand washing and, you know, everything that we can do to, to make it a safe shopping experience. Yeah. It was for us when this all happened, um, you know, we, the association worked with all the different co-ops and wholesalers and put out a letter in the beginning, you know, hope encouraging state, federal and local governments to deem hardware stores and home improvement centers and things like that. Uh, independent, those independent businesses is essential. Um, and I don't know if that helped push the needle in that direction. I, I like to think it did. Um, but, um, you know, it, I just am so grateful that independent retailers like your like your business and your store were able to remain open and continue to you know serve the community. Was that something that you know you were able to? I mean, because I, I did an article not too long ago with a independent bookstore owner who's been going through some stuff, and it's just I, I feel I don't know if you feel a certain way about the fact that you guys were considered essential and you know, what is it like to, to be recognized in this, as an essential business in the country? Um, I really, I really appreciate it. Um, because I am a caring person. Um, I have people that, you know, that are key to my business that weren't with me for, for quite a while. And I wanted to honor their need to stay home but yeah. we've been busy and we've been running nonstop, you know, really, I, I cut my hours down one hour a day. 
uh, Monday through Thursday. We're open seven days a week uh, so that I could get out of the store before nine o'clock at night because I'm back at six or six thirty in the morning, just trying to get things ready. Um, The amount of work that it's taken me to single-handedly source garden materials and hardware materials to keep my community busy during this has Mm -hmm. been incredibly taxing. So I'm happy that we can be here and that I have developed several resource paths to keep everybody in paint and chickens and, and plants and everything that they are needing at this time. And I did mention that we were maybe 20 minutes directly east of Madison. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people are afraid to go to the larger box stores because there's so many people and they can, they feel that coming to a smaller store is a safer place to be. So, yeah. And it's nice seeing independent businesses being supported right now too. And I'm hoping that we see that across the board, a, a, a continuing, um, a continuing emphasis on, on people shopping locally is, is huge. Um, exactly. That is my hope as I move into, I mean, we had a terrible winter <laughs> because there wasn't snow and ice and, uh, you know, my sales were abysmal. Uh, so this has helped kind of even out a bad start to the year. But as we move into next year, they're ripping up the highway that goes in front of my store. And of course, it'll be during spring, which is when I make all the money that I do to make it through the winter. So this has been a a godsend that we're busy now. And I'm hoping that people will see that we are a well-stocked, knowledgeable, friendly uh, kind of place to do business and that they would think of us before, oh, I've got to run to Madison to get this or that. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, what are, do you, before all of this, were you guys big into doing like events and things like that? And is that something that you would want to return to if, if you were doing those types of things? You seem like you're very involved in your community as it is. Yes. We, um, started ladies nights Mm, this would be maybe our third year if we had been still doing them and we've done mostly craft or plant related things uh we bought a cricket so we've done board and brush things we've done christmas ornaments we our our biggest events were christmas time when we would make christmas wreaths and planters Mm-hmm. And we are just, we've made some wonderful, wonderful friends in the community. Uh, and even from several miles around, there's people who follow our DIY part of our page and they were coming to our events and um, we just build community and the number of women actually that are shopping at my store has increased considerably because it's not just seen as a guy's place. They know that we have craft things and we have women that they feel comfortable shopping with because I think I've only got uh, two full-time men on staff and the rest of us are all women. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. So we we've done events. Uh, we came up with a, an event to celebrate local businesses that we called Go Loco with the Locals. Um, and we have craft people and local businesses and petting zoo and free food and all kinds of things. And it's grown into this wonderful event that people look forward to. But of course, we had to cancel it this year. So um, we we really are seen as kind of a, a, a place to be in the community. Yeah. So um, I guess what advice would you give to a retailer out there who is, you know, kind of coming out of this this experience with COVID and maybe they've been, they've been swamped too. How, how would you encourage them to continue like moving forward? Cause I think sometimes it's, if you just turn on the news, it can get a little overwhelming. So I don't know if you have any advice for, uh, for fellow retailers or maybe someone who's listening to this and just needs a little word of encouragement or anything. Just keep swimming. I love um, I, I say it every day. It's like, just keep swimming. Um, this is one little bump in the road. And hopefully as a retailer, I believe the thing that I hopefully have taken out of this is that I've had local people come to my store that haven't been here before. And yeah. I hope that they can see that we are a neat local, local business that they could support. Um, I would encourage anybody who's been working anywhere near the number of hours that I have, which I'm assuming they must be, um, mm. take a vacation, <laughs> um, yeah. find a way to, to get out and, and support your soul again so that you can come back and keep up the good fight. Definitely. Random. I, and I want to hop back to this cause I know you mentioned it a little bit ago, but so do you guys also sell chicks? Oh yes. Uh, so, everyone has decided that they need to to be a chicken farmer and a gardener and uh chicks are the hot thing right now. So finding chicken wire and heat lamps and waterers has been an incredible challenge and we've probably sold over 2000 chicks oh already from our little tiny store. <laughs> That's amazing. So what what do you have to say when someone calls and says, I want to start a my backyard victory garden and have chickens and like they have zero experience? Is that something that you encourage everyone to try or or do you have to kind of question them and make sure they realize like, what am I getting into? Especially with the chick side of things, I would assume there's. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're exactly right. Um, hopefully they don't talk to me because I'm not Pam. I'm Renee, like you're Renee, <laughs> but I'm Renee, too. Yeah. Um, and so we put Pam or Andy who both have chickens and some expertise, um, on to help be realistic about what it means to have chickens and, uh, that it, they're really cute when they're little, but by three weeks, they're going to start looking like baby dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> we've been able to collect up, um, some wonderful little books from a local hatchery that we buy our chicks from. Uh, Hoover's Hatchery, I think it is. And so it gives you some basic ideas on what you need to do. And as always, it's like, if you have any questions or problems, feel free to call the store. So we've helped, you know, figure out how to take care of wounded chickens and sick chickens and picked a lot of poop off 
you know, chick butts and <laughs> we just <laughs> do what we can to, um, to help people who would like to get into the hot chick business. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. The types of, like you said, the trends that people are seeing, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you've got a lot more paint projects and things like that come through too. Oh, unbelievable. Um, we, we've just sold record amounts of paint and um, I do pride myself on understanding my product and how to use it. And uh, had a lot of happy people that have beautiful homes now. I got to get back and get mine taken care of. <laughs> I love that though. That's so, you know, it's while, especially when we were really all hunkering down across the country and really the world, you know, I think that's one of the things that's also been beneficial for our industry is that where do people want to invest their money when they're trying to be extra conscious of it? It's probably back into their home. So, so it's, um, it's huge. Lots of organizing things, um, totes and um, cleaning supplies and all kinds of stuff have yeah. just flown out of the store. So definitely. So did you have, um, did you know much about us before I had reached out? Had you heard of us or have you read Hardware Retailing Magazine? Hopefully. I do get the magazine. Um, I try to read it a little bit, but my life is busy. Um, yeah. But I keep it as a resource. Um, uh, so, yes, I know that you have, a, I think, a hardware show in Las Vegas. Yes, we right? do. We do. So far, it, were, uh, it, it was rescheduled to September. So we shall see. Um, we'll see what happens. But hopefully it's still on. And if not, you know, it's been going on for many years now. And we have our, our conference there every year. But, um, yeah, we we always want to be there to help retailers. And whether you know just a little bit about us or not, um, we've been doing a lot. And the editorial team has been doing a lot during this whole time. So there's even some – there's three past um, – like town halls that we had zoom town halls where people could join in. Um, so you can go listen to the recordings. I think the last one was last week and they had an expert who is a lawyer who came on and answered questions people had about, you know, legal questions that might apply in their businesses and things like that. So um, we're, we're a resource for, for you, for your employees and, and for anyone else who's listening, you know, we offer a lot of great online training resources. So um, that's just a little bit about us, but. Right. And I, um, I do know about the trainings and things that you have and uh, maybe in my next life when I'm not hardware queen and. Yeah. Uh, totally consumed by keeping the doors open, um, I'll be able to partake in more of the trainings because always more to learn. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, it's always there if you need it. And um, I, I guess my last question for you is, um, you know, what what are your thoughts on on the hardware industry and where you see, you know, your business and just you know, independent hardware stores going in the next five to 10 years, if you could look into a crystal ball, what would you want to see? Boy, I'd want to be able to see more people be able to be involved um, in the small hardware store. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to tell you, don't buy a hardware store. <laughs> um, that's what I was going to say. Um, 
but I mean, I don't want to sell my store. I, I, my soul is filled by working with the people around me and helping customers and helping them fix all kinds of things, not just hardware related. Um, I like that we're kind of the heart and soul of the community. And I think that if somebody was interested in being in a small business that I would hope that you can see the benefits of just reaching out. I mean, we're kind of the go-to place in our small little community. Uh, and, and I like that. I like, I like being a part uh, of the community and the new people that I've met and all the information that I've learned. And I love the challenge, you know, because for me who not, I was never much of a shopper and uh, I could, uh, do a mean uh, presentation on how to guide young children's behavior. <laughs> um, you know, those kinds of things have been able to bring me to find the joy and and find the heart even in a hardware store. And that it, it really is more than just a business. I love that. Um, well, great. Well, this has been so much fun getting to um, talk to you, learn your story and uh, tell other retailers, our listeners about your business. And, you know, I always joke because I've gone on so many different road trips over the years where I visit hardware stores for work. And, um, you know, I like to think I know a lot of retailers do this, too, when they're out in a part of the country that they're normally not at, they'll go visit different hardware stores and walk around and check out and see what their, what their peers are doing. So maybe you'll have a few more people coming through and wanting to poke in and say hi to you guys. Oh, that would be wonderful. I'm, I'm incredibly proud of what I've been able to accomplish as, you know, somebody who was involved in a lot of teaching. Um, and now I still teach people every day uh, yeah. So I still really get to do what I'm passionate about, but I'm always happy to share my story. And um, I appreciate the fact that you reached out to me that uh, that was the very happiest thing I've had uh, had happened for, for a while. And that's, thank you. Thank you for that, Renee. Of course. Well, it's been fun to getting to talk to another Renee and uh, it's just been a fun conversation. Um, so, I agree. I agree. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. Well, great. Well, thank you, Renee, so much for your time today. And we're, we're excited to share your story and we will be in touch. All right. Thanks, Renee. Nice to meet you. Nice to talk with you. Thank you again. Bye, Renee. Bye.